Hello, friends. Have you heard of PEMF, or Pulsed Electromagnetic Field Technology? I want to tell you a little bit about the Centropics Cloud. The Centropics Cloud is an at-home bioresonance frequency device. With the cloud, you can protect yourself and optimize your wellness anywhere you go. It supports molecular activation, energy, endurance, performance, rapid recovery, mental acuity, stress reduction, sleep management, deep relaxation, and much more. The cloud has the most effective frequency range of any at-home bioresonance frequency device. With the cloud, you'll experience up to 20,000 amplitudes per second through eight large coils and reach a wider molecular range in the body. Regenerate your batteries and keep your inner vital forces at full speed with the Centropics Cloud. Just visit GetTheFrequency.com or click the link in the description to take control of your health today. Back to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew. Today, my guest is Tony Merkel. First, a couple of announcements. I am hoping to start travel for the docuseries within the next couple of months. I'll be starting down through Texas, all the way down to South Louisiana, where I'll be visiting family and filming. I eventually want to be able to travel across the United States, visit with as many of you as possible along the way. I am still completely self-funded, and I need your help to do this. If you would like to help with a donation, anything is greatly appreciated. You can go to supportfkn.com or there is a PayPal link in the description. If you donate $5 or more through supportfkn.com, you get access to the secret JFK Forum by Corey Hughes, which contains tons of amazing information that will be available in his upcoming book. Check out our website, ForbiddenKnowledge.news, also the home of the Forbidden Knowledge Network, where you'll find some of your favorite podcasts from our community. Forbidden Knowledge News is always available on Rockfin, Odyssey, Rumble, and all podcast platforms. Rockfin is where you get our premium content and all the premium content from every creator on Rockfin for only $10 a month. Just go to rockfin.com slash FKN plus. That's R-O-K-F-I-N dot com slash FKN plus to sign up now. Today I want to welcome back to the show Tony Merkel. He is host of the Confessionals podcast where witnesses of the unexplained come forward to share their experiences with the world. Though his pursuit was focused on the phenomenon Bigfoot, he quickly began connecting dots with other topics such as ghosts, demons, alien abductions, and much more. Tony, welcome back. How you doing? Man, I'm doing good. Good to be back. Thank you. 
it's fantastic to have you back on. It's been a little while, but we've got a lot to discuss, my friend. You have been, like I said earlier, you've been a very busy man, and you've been busy gathering some extremely disturbing and creepy information and some insanely freaky shit that we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, Dogmen portals, alternate realities and realms, and the entities that may exist there. Man, this is going to be a good one. Uh, let's start with it's been a while, man. What? Tell me all the crazy shit that you've been up to since we last spoke. All right. Well, uh, I can't even remember when that was. It's been about a year. Was. About a year. That's that's my time. So a year in my timeline. Wow, a lot of stuff happened. I got COVID. <laughs> oh. But uh, I'll tell you, man. Like it, it's been a roller coaster for me. Uh, I I always when I started podcasting, I wanted to uh have this idea i had this idea where i wanted to have a media company of some kind where i had at the time it was just i want to have a lot of podcasts it was either my podcast or produce other people's podcasts and it kind of evolved over time and now the media company is something i'm working on hard right now and um we we're going to be coming out with our second film uh this this fall and we're coming out with a kids coloring book uh this christmas and so it's just a lot of irons in the fire. I'm, I'm starting a, another podcast. Uh, I just had a guy in my studio this morning and um, he presented an idea to me that we might launch his podcast underneath Merkle Media. And it's just been, it's nonstop go, go, go. There, there even, there's a, there's a, a, a screenwriter in Hollywood right now that wants to uh, turn my show into a TV show or episodes in the movies. Like, I don't think it's going to happen because usually that stuff doesn't really come through, but it's still cool to think about. So a lot of crazy stuff, man. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I've been, I've been keeping an eye on a lot of the stuff you're doing uh, tonight. I want to start with, some of the weirdest shit that you've been uh, hearing about. Um, let's start with, apparently, people have uh, contact with different entities from, uh, you could say, different realms or realities or dimensions, and they've actually been taken there, given tasks, and been able to make deals with certain entities. Let's hear about this. Yeah, so... Uh, this is the this is the stuff that I'm gonna be working on with my uh, my new podcast. And so, uh, what happened is I, with the confessionals is my full time gig. It's my podcast. I interview people on their paranormal experiences. And uh, I sat down with a guy, and he uh, told me in an email he had this one experience. It was very kind of short and brief. And uh, you know, I, I sat down thinking, okay, this is probably gonna be about a 20 minute interview. You know, just a quick hitter. And uh, he, when we when we sat down to uh, go over this though, and we're prepping for the interview, he says, "Hey, I got a, I got another story that I'd like to share with you, but it's it's really." And he said it like in a very shy way. Uh, he's like, it, "It's really wild. It's crazy." And uh, I, I just, I didn't want to put it in the email because I didn't think you'd email me back. And so. I was like, well, dude, you're at the right spot. The crazier, the better. And so, like, I want to hear the crazy stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I really didn't think it would catch me off guard. I figured because a lot of times people say to me, you know, this is crazy. You're going to think I'm crazy. And they say, I'm like, bro, that's like a Wednesday for me. Like, like that's nothing. And so, uh, you know, I figured there'd be that kind of situation. I was sorely, sorely mistaken. Um, to I, I'm going to summarize a lot of this, uh, but yeah. To make the the story a very long story that's that's being turned into a podcast, like its own show, uh, shorter. Um, this guy he 
he tells me this experience where he was with a friend one night and they wind up chasing a UFO in the car. Uh, it was very random, uh, spur of the moment kind of thing where they saw it and his friend thought, hey, let's go see where it is. Like if we can get to it, because it seemed kind of closer. They drove for an hour and they they didn't they couldn't catch it. It was just like the equal distance at all times. It was like it was constantly staying just the right amount away from him. And uh, he his friend, when they got out of the car to look at the UFO, uh, kind of got freaked out. And he's like, get back in the car now. And like his whole demeanor changed and he got real angry, almost seemingly angry. And uh, so they're flying back into town now. They're an hour outside of town. Uh, my my The guy I was talking to didn't even have shoes on. Um, and his friend proceeds to tell him this long experience story of how he, uh, when he was a kid, I believe he, at the first time he accidentally um, slipped into this other reality uh and it, it, i think it was through lucid dreaming at first uh and he described this whole process of how he got into this other reality and he was met by an entity uh that uh was inviting him to uh come work for him now now he is a kid at this point uh i don't even want to say he was 13 but let's just say he was 13 uh, a young child and he accepts this invitation and uh he this invitation that he accepts sets him off on this path of uh, learning how to go into this other reality on demand so he can access it through uh, uh, lucid dreaming, but he can also access it on demand. Like, like if he wanted to right now, he could just go do it. And uh, it, it, it was something that turned into he taught his, uh, his other friends how to do it. And the guy I talked to talked to some of his other friends and, and they were like very standoffish, but they were like, yeah, he's telling you the truth. Uh, and then th throughout this whole story, it's very complex, but um, the, the guy that is telling him all this stuff, his girlfriend uh, confirmed this stuff to, to my guest. And she was also approached by an entity, but in a different way. She didn't go to another realm. The entity came here to her and approached her. But she knew about her boyfriend and she said, uh-uh, not happening. Now, the entity that I can I can tell you, the entity that, that approached her was Ball. Uh, he, he introduced himself as Ball. Uh, and then the crazy well this whole thing's crazy but one of the crazy parts is that uh my guest his younger brother who he didn't get along with they didn't like each other you know sibling rivalry kind of thing they don't hang out they don't have the same friends comes and tells him that he had this really wild weird dream where he was taken through this this pathway into another realm where there was a man waiting or no no i'm sorry i'm saying that wrong now uh that's another person like I, I listen this is crazy so his brother though his brother came and told him that he had this experience where um he he saw i, I believe it was like a, a a rabbit that turned into a cat behind a tree then that behind that tree was a man and that's the same thing that this guy's girlfriend said she it was like a, an animal that turned into this man behind a tree and he said this guy is inviting me to work for him and so his brother accepted and his brother says that he wound up working for ball. His brother to this day has a tattoo on his back shoulder of ball sigil. And so uh, 
his brother doesn't know his friends. He has he his mind's being blown because he's like, my friend is doing this. My brother's my brother's doing this. My friend's girlfriend was approached. What is going on? You know, I've, I've talked to these guys who say that this is true. And so he, like his mind, his world is turned upside down. And uh, and so he's asking his friend all these different questions and stuff because he saw his friend do supernatural things like things that shouldn't be possible. Like that night when they got back to town. Uh, his friend was apologizing to him the whole time. Like, I'm sorry I got you involved. He's like, involved me in what, bro? Like, I don't even know what you're talking about. We were chasing lights in the sky and all of a sudden you're saying sorry about stuff. And so like he gets out of the car and as soon as he gets out of the car, when they get back to town, he just runs off. And he said when he ran off, it was like, uh, like, like Captain America running off. It was like superhuman speed. And he said that he could hear his friend like ran off around the corner and he hears this like almost like a fighting, but like something being like slaughtered. And his friend comes back, walking back a few minutes later, covered in this like black substance. And uh, and what we could only surmise is is some kind of like weird, like blood or something. And uh, and and so. Oh man, this is, I, I love telling this story. Uh, and because here's the thing, like I, I, I've recently uncovered even more people with this story that have oh no God. idea that I have this story. Like, oh like God. it's crazy. Cause I haven't published this story, this story yet, but, um, so, uh, so anyways, he sees his friend doing supernatural things. He saw his friend at one point, uh, his friend came to help his, his brother, uh, deal with some things. And, his his friend goes to this other realm, but it was one of those situations was on demand, and uh, his his friend just gone. And the thing is, when you go to the other realm, something has to replace you here. So you don't just go; you get a body replacement, and the body replacement uh, has a name, and it it came, and his friend's body right in front of him at like two o'clock in the morning in the driveway of his house grew like seven eight inches, and. Uh, and so like he's telling me this stuff and i'm like bro i am eating this up like this isn't a, like this like i was I, the whole time i'm sitting my thing myself bro if i find out you're lying to me i'm gonna be pissed. right dude wait <laughs> i gotta stop you okay where he grows seven inches i just have to stop for this part what does anything else change about this guy except his height uh, I think the body features changed a little bit, but he because he's the way he was describing it. He, he said it was like he could see it, it was his friend, but it wasn't his friend. You know, like like it was almost like uh, I don't know if you ever if you ever kind of had this had the idea or been around somebody or seen maybe even on video somebody that's possessed. It's like it's like it's them. But it's not them, you know, right, right. and that, that's kind of a similar similar situation from what I've gathered, other than the fact that, hey, my bro just grew inches <laughs> right. and and like he doesn't fit through the door like he used to, you know, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it was crazy. So um, he he goes through this whole thing with me. He tells me all this stuff. And, um, you know, I, I'm thinking myself like this is like amazing. Uh, if nothing else. I am severely entertained. And uh, like, like I, I'm just thinking to myself, like, if this dude's lying to me, man, I'm going to be so mad. And uh, and so I, at some point during the story, though, he was telling me how like he's bugging his friend so much. Like they were, they were adults at this point, like they were in college, college age people. Um, and he says that his friend gave him a book and the book uh, he said, here, just read this book. Uh, it's written about me. And he's like, what do you mean it's written about you? And he's like, a friend of mine that's involved in all of this 
She wrote this book about me. Every question you have is going to be in this book. Uh, he said that she wrote it as a fiction book, uh, but it's actually a real, it, it's reality. And so he, he, he gives him this book. He reads the book. His mind's blown. Well, when I'm talking to him, he tells me, and before anybody asks, no, you're not going to get the name of the book. You're not going to name the author. <laughs> so, um, but uh, he, he tells me the name of the book and the author during the interview. And so after the interview, we're talking and, uh, I, and maybe I said this on the interview, maybe um, I, I said, you know, I, I'm going to I'm going to try finding this author. You know, like if, if you're telling me this stuff, like I like th this, this story is so crazy. And uh, it's one of those rare situations where I have a crazy, amazing story, severely entertaining, and I might be able to vet this or show that you're lying to me. And and so like. I just had to, you know, I had to try. And so uh, he said, good luck. You're never going to find her. I've been looking for her for years. She's a ghost. Okay, fine. When I hang up with him, within an hour, I found her. And yes. uh, I, I contacted her. She replied back. And she at first was very standoffish. And she was like, you know, I, I stopped. That book isn't for sale anymore. I took it off the market because I had somebody trying to come after me and kill me and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, okay, okay. And I, I just kind of picked around and stuff. I was listen, I, I just talked to a guy on an interview. I'm a podcaster. And he told me this bizarre story, brought your book up and stuff. And he suggested that it was real. And and she's like, she's like, the character in the book is uh, is based off of a friend of mine, but the stories are fake. She's like, none of it's real. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. He lied to me. And then it hit me. I was like, wait a second. Let me just ask her this because I was like, here's the thing. Cause she, she, she basically was saying that the guy she wrote the book after was like schizophrenic and he was crazy. Um, and I was like, okay, makes sense. That sounds like about right. And then I was like, but my guest told me he saw this guy do supernatural things. And so I said to her, I said, here's the thing. My guest said this, that, and the other. And when I told her that he saw these things, her her tune changed and she's like listen the stuff that i've seen in this world i can't make sense of and she's like every time i get a, every time i try to get away from this book somebody like you just brings it back into my life i'm just like holy crap i'm like touch the right button and yeah. uh, and she and so she uh she goes on and tells me all this stuff that like things that she's experienced and she's like you know i i i'm convinced that you know it, that i i'm trying to convince myself that i'm crazy and this that and the other and that's the way that what my guest was saying. And so uh, I said to her, hey, listen, I know the answer is going to be no, but I got to ask you. I'm a podcaster. Would you be interested in uh, sitting down and, and talking to me about this? And she said, actually, yes, I would, because I can't go to a therapist about this. They'll think I'm just crazy. So if you're willing to hear me out, I'll talk to you. And I was like, well, you came to the right guy. I, I this is this is what I do, you know. And so, uh, for two and a half hours, like two days later, I sat and talked to her. She gave me more stories, more details of what happened and uh, and how it could still happen today. It could still be happening today. Uh, she suggested that uh, my guest's friend that this whole thing circulates around, or at least this situation, because I believe this is way broader than any one individual. Um, she she suggests that he's extremely dangerous and that I should stay away from him. I can't do that. I'm going to be trying to get a hold of him. Uh, I already found him online and I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to I'm going to reach out to him because, you know, it's, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like you get one shot at this, bro. Like like you reach out and either he accepts the invitation or he blocks you. And so uh, I I, uh, I I'm in the process of uh, 
gathering a lot of stories because here's the thing so what um what he described uh my guest's friend described as how he got into this other realm initially this this slip uh is something that uh before i had talked to this guy had been on my show so there's been people on my show uh one specifically that describes almost an identical situation where he he's here one minute and all of a sudden boom he's in this other realm and he doesn't know he's in another realm he thinks maybe he's like tripping or something and he's just he's he's it, everything that he described is what this guy describes uh and so i'm like all right so are, is like this guy that i'm talking to and this author trying to play a game with me right. are they setting me up you know like because he's like i can't find her i find her within an hour she's like no i don't know him and he's like i met her one time but in passing i'm like you guys are playing with me you guys are creating a story based off of things on my show to play games with me. That's what I, that was. That was my deep. That was my last thing I could fit, think of of how I'm playing. They're playing games with me, and then I got the book in my possession, and on one of the first pages is a copyright date, and the copyright date was 2012, and my show didn't start till 2017, and I was just like, "You got to be freaking kidding me!" Dude. So now I got a story that existed before my show started the things within this story happened to people that have been on my show before it's way deeper than i ever could have imagined since this i've talked to former guests that have had similar experiences especially one who is a witch who had a similar experience i reached out to him he told me some more of his other experiences that might relate and one was where he thought it was a dream like it was a lucid dream and he is in this this um this environment that is very similar to what I've been hearing. And he says, there's this little girl standing there by herself and he goes over, she's scared. And he's like, I'll help you. It's okay. And uh, there's this like black substance everywhere. He, he wipes his hand on it and he thought it was like tarry substance at first. And then he realized it was blood. And there was this, this black bloody substance everywhere. And I was like, well, that sounds familiar. That sounds familiar. And so like, there's this, all this stuff. And then just even last week, a guy reaches out to me and he's like, listen, I know you're going to think I'm crazy. He's like, but when I was nine years old, I had this crazy dream where uh, I was being uh, recruited by this entity to come work for him. And he told me that it was a time sensitive thing. I had to decide now whether I was going to do it or not. And I said, no. And I was like, give me your number. We need to talk. You're not crazy. You know? <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, that's like, the the thousand billion foot view of this whole thing yeah but, man uh, so you're still gathering information on this and you're still in contact with a, a, a you know most of the players yeah yeah as many as i've been in contact with they all there except for one the author she mm. got scared away she oh, does not no. want anything to do with this uh so what i'm going to be doing is uh for this this new podcast whenever i need to reference the author uh because uh, I, I actually think I might have an entire episode with the author, but it's not going to be her. I'm going to have my wife voice act her uh, because that's the only thing I have. I, right. I can't I, I can't release her name. I can't release her book. Ethically, I cannot do that because I promise you, once this story gets out, there will be thousands of people trying to uh, <laughs> find her. Yeah. And if I if, if I just give people the name of the book and the title and her and her uh, her whereabouts, like it's a wrap like she like she, i couldn't do it to her you know so yeah yeah but but that said I, I i will say this i'm very much aware 
that because I can't release the the title of the book and the author and stuff, there is me lots of people who say I'm lying about this. And I understand that. Um, and, and the only thing I can say is, and if anybody who doesn't know me, this means nothing. I don't got time to waste. I'm not right. going to waste my time. Like, like I listen, I'm a, I'm a full-time podcaster uh, with my, my podcast, the confessionals. I don't need to waste time generating a whole story for a whole new podcast. Like I got my full-time gig. It keeps me really busy, you know? So, oh, yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, that's, that's the, the, uh, the story that we're building this whole new podcast on. And I really think that once we launch the first season, I think there's going to be tons of people coming out of the woodwork being like, uh, I need to talk to you because I thought I was crazy. Um, Dude, just yeah. uh, the few details you tell of that story gives me chills and sends shivers up my spine. It's crazy. Uh, I want to kind of dissect a couple of aspects there. You said that uh, the entity that he came to know was Baal, like the deity Baal. No, so that was that was my guest brother, okay? And, and he, and yes, by the way, but, uh, my guest brother, uh, worked for bail and, uh, my guest friend's girlfriend who was recruited by the entity, it was bail as well. Uh, but, uh, she said, no, his brother said yes. Whoa, that's insane. Now, what kind of tasks do, would they have the, them do? So as far as the brother goes, I'm not sure yet. Uh, he and his brother are still don't talk a ton. They have their much better relationship, but they don't talk a ton. Uh, but from what I understand, his brother has actually opened up to him about this a little bit as of recent, very recently. And I'm kind of hoping that when we bring my guest, because we're going to bring him down to my studio, and we're going to do some in-studio uh, uh, recording. I'm hoping he brings his brother. That'd be really, uh, really great. But so I don't know a whole lot about the brother and what he did. All I know is that at one point he, he, uh, he, he was in another, the other realm and he knocked a, I think like a hole in the wall of a building or a house or their house. I don't know. And he pulled out a book. And, uh, when, when he quote unquote woke up, the book was in this realm. Uh, and I believe if I remember correctly, I believe my guest did see that book. Uh, so I'm not sure what was in the book. Uh, maybe it was like a book of spells. I don't know. I really don't know, but, uh, it's not the only book from this realm that we do have in this, in this, uh, in this world. Um, I always pronounce it wrong and I don't know much about it. I got to look into it more, but uh, you probably know way more than I do about it. Uh, is it called the Voynich manuscripts? I actually haven't heard this. No. Oh man. Um, it, it's V O Y something inch, <laughs> uh, uh-huh. uh, but it's basically from what I understand manuscripts that we have, and they're probably like in a museum somewhere. They're written on a material that we don't know what it was written on, and we don't know the language, and um, and so apparently this manuscript comes from this other realm, according to my guest's friend. Uh, the the thing is, when this book was written, not not well, when this book was published was 2012, but it was written before 2012. The the main characters here were college age kids, and after my, my i haven't read the book yet it's extremely long and i'm a very slow reader so my wife took that task on and she's reading it for like the third time now um the the book was written before 2012 they were young like in the, the the information in this book it really seems like it should be at least some of it should be beyond 
comprehension for somebody in college. Like like college age people usually aren't into these topics in the depth knowledge and and the 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 uh, variety of topics. I mean, I'm talking like like they're, they're, listen, we're gonna be talking about nephilim on this podcast because nephilim pop up in this whole thing. Um, I, I believe personally fallen angels pop up. I don't know if the term was actually used in this. Um, I, I feel like I say it every time I go on somebody else's podcast because of what I do. I, I, I feel like it's part of like a description of me. I am a Christian. So I, I look into these kind of things. And when, uh, when that kind of stuff spot pops up, I'm like, oh, I gotta look at it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so it, it's like, there's so much here, uh, even these monsters that we have in this realm, uh, the dog man, the Bigfoot, he talks about in this book and that they come from this realm and that they're a form of lichen. And so, uh, like, obviously it'd be easy to say, yeah, dog man is like a form of lichen, but like he even includes Bigfoot in that. He's like, Bigfoot is a form of lichen. And I'm just like, what? There's very few, there, there are some, I will say this, there are some things that are brought up in the book that make you scratch your head and you're like, if that's true, then how could this be true? And it almost seems like it's contradictory. Um, and the only thing I could say is the book, the majority of the book, it's like, I think it's like 400 pages. I think the first hundred pages is like setting a scene, but then the the rest of the book is literally a transcription of an audio recording she had with him where he laid it all out on audio recording and she transcribed it. And that's what the book is. Uh, so I don't know if like he said things wrong when he was talking and that's why it was, it was transcribed like that. Um, but uh yeah, it, it like the, the the hole goes deep, and it, and what I just tell people is, it's like, uh, it, it me being in the paranormal podcasting field, uh, and and creating episodes where I talk to people about their experiences, I'm like a collector of of these these stories, uh, kind of like how Sam Tripoli says that his show is a search engine for conspiracies. That's how I view my show for the paranormal type stuff. And um, I've been collecting all this stuff for years. And for years, you look at things and you're like, how does this fit with this? And do they connect? And and it wasn't until like maybe four, maybe five or four years ago where I started looking at these topics. I'm like, I think that they connect on, on some level. I just don't know what that is. But I feel like there's a connection here. Like when people say that they, had these, they have these Bigfoot on their property, uh, and then they talk about seeing these orbs as well on their property a lot of times the same night like why is that and and you start thinking about all these different topics people like people come to you and they're like hey i, I have an orb story okay you know, let's tell you talk about the orb right and people want to think orbs are different than bigfoot bigfoot's different than dogman dogman is different than demonic entities or whatever and and i'm like i don't know if it all it connects but i always thought i was like i feel like some of this stuff does connect and then this story comes in and I was just like, oh, I think I might have landed the centerpiece of the puzzle that everything connects into. And um, I, you I, ever I, thought I, that I, this story kind of found you, you know, yeah. because you've been dealing with all this stuff, it kind of just fell into your lap, it seems. So um, I, I talk about this too. I, so my, the way, the reason, the reason why I'm even a podcaster isn't by my own choosing, I believe. Um, I was tractor trailer driver and I was in Philadelphia area and I was driving through Philly in my probably 53 foot trailer. And, um, I wasn't even praying. I was just driving, chilling. And a lot of times I drive with no music stuff. I just like thinking, um, uh, and I just felt like God was speaking to me 
And I felt God was telling me that one day I was going to start a podcast. And he said that uh, you're going to work with uh, Wes Germer from Sasquatch Chronicles, which is a, fr- a dear friend of mine now. And I'd never talked to the guy in my life. I heard his podcast, didn't know him, nothing. Didn't have an ambition to know him. So I was like, that's weird. That's a weird feeling that I have right now. And so I went home that night, told my wife, just in case something happens, she can be like, oh my God, like, that actually happened, you know? Uh, and then like a month later, uh, out of the blue, I backed my trailer into the dock at work, getting ready to go home at night. And Wes calls me on Facebook Messenger for the first time ever uh, out of the blue. And we have like a 45 minute conversation. And the first conversation, he's like, I think you'd be a good podcaster. And I was like, here it goes. And so uh, he said that that's probably like in October, 2015, January 2016, I launched the podcast. And so from the beginning of the podcast, I felt like this is something that I was ordained to do. This is something I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, it, it actually has a spiritual significance for me. Not that I need it spiritually, but I feel like it, it I feel like I'm doing if you want to go with a with a with a cliche term, you're doing the Lord's work. That's kind of how I feel almost. Like I was like, I don't know what the purpose is, but I feel like I'm supposed to be doing this. And uh with this story now. I do look back and I'm like, is this what it's all about? Like, is this why I'm doing this? Is this because like, is this, is this the meaning of all this? I don't know. Uh, What's kind of scary is the idea that if it is, once I come out this podcast, does it mean that I'm done and everything goes away? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But I mean, if everything just falls apart for me in about a year from now, we know that I served my purpose. Check out our friends at Linguistity Gifts. Linguistity Gifts is a metaphysical store offering natural gemstone bead bracelets, signature and zodiac, designed and made in the United States, as well as raw and polished stones, crystal balls, pendulums, tarot cards, natural crystal points, wands, and so much more. You can even get a tarot reading. Their beautiful signature design bracelets can aid with creativity, balance, focus, and well-being. They can even customize the bracelets for you. Just send them an email to find out pricing and availability. Visit their website using the link in the description or visit linguistitygifts.com and use coupon code FKN to get 10% off your first order over $20. Linguistitygifts.com Man, I find that the deeper I go, it just leads to even more deeper trails that branch off into a thousand more trails. So yeah, I think it's kind of never ending thing, but uh, man, if this is it, if you found like the answers, that would be fucking amazing. Uh, I want to go back to a second for uh, what you were saying about the, these, these people were able to access these realms at first through lucid dreaming. And then he was able to, to teach other techniques to his friends on how to do this. Is that right? Yeah. So, uh, him and his friends, uh, did it together and he was the first one to do it. He was tasked with finding, I believe, um, I believe seven people. And, uh, he, he found seven people. There were seven. I don't know if the, if they were his friends or if they became his friends, but, uh, he found the seven and, uh, they he taught them how to do it and they would go into the other realm together uh and and do perform their tasks uh and uh not just tasks but they didn't just work for entities but they were uh at least the 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 main character of this story uh he he was a soldier 
and uh, he describes being having operations in the other realm that would allow him to uh, perform physically in ways that he shouldn't be as, be able to as a human, like flying. Uh, and so, like it's it's like this magical, never ending story, you know. Like it, it's just it's it 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 has a lot of ties into other things. Uh, he brings in Tolkien and um, uh, C. H. Lewis, or no, yeah, C. Uh, C. S. Lewis, not C. H. Lewis. C. S. Lewis. Uh, he says that th- these are people who got their ideas from this other realm, uh, and it, it's just it's trippy. Like we're talking about like time warps here, where he like he claims now they, these are things that i feel like maybe are perspective and also uh egotistical in a sense as well and i don't know if it's true or not uh because the author told me that he's he has a huge ego where his friend who i'm talking to who invited and introduced me to all this stuff uh has the opposite opinion of him so i have two contrasting opinions of this guy um but he says that he did something in the other realm that basically broke time and allowed C.S. Lewis and Tolkien to enter this realm to get these to have these these supposed dreams that they had that allowed them to have uh, amazing stories like Narnia. Um, and so uh, I don't know if that's I mean, I don't know if any of this is true. Yeah. I'm just I'm just following the rabbit trail, literally just following the trail. I do believe. I, all right. So. If I wake up tomorrow and you call me and you're like, here, man, I got to tell you something. I found some information that proves that all this isn't true. I would say, okay, I'll still go and I'll record interviews and still podcast. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not the end of my life, you know? Uh, but at, that said, I do believe that there is at least a big chunk of this that is true. And I just cannot get past the timeline of everything. I can't get past the fact that I started my podcast in 2017, but the book was published in 2012 with stories that were almost, some of the stories were like almost identical to episodes I had already on my podcast when they came to me. So it's just like crazy, man. Now, uh, as far as making deals with like astral entities, this seems to be kind of a common thing. I've had guests in the past say that uh, when they've had some sort of regression or therapy, they remember being in this different world, making deals with these entities, uh, like from childhood, uh, being able, having these, uh, tasks to do in these different realms or different, uh, uh, lucid states. It's pretty insane. And you've, you've talked to uh, quite a few people you said that have the same thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, it almost sounds sometimes when you hear some of these stories, uh, coming out of what we're talking about and even what you just said, it almost sounds like they're 20 and back situations sometimes where it, it's like the people that are being abducted and they're put in like this 20 year uh, slave program. And then they're brought back in the time where they were taken. Uh, 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 Tony Rodriguez is one of those people that I've had on the show talking about this kind of stuff that he's been through. And these people that are going through the 20 and backs, they, they have these experiences, but they're not identical. They're not all slaves. Like they're all slaves, but they all have different tasks. So some of them are actually leaders. Like some of them are put in positions of authority, even though they're in this slave program. And so thinking of it in that in that light, uh, it does make me wonder. Uh, my my guest friend who's telling me about and stuff, he says that he that he was. Uh, I guess a big deal in this realm. Like when he would go, like it was because they needed him to come and 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 perform in battle and things like that. I guess there's this raging war that goes on in this other realm. I don't know if it's still going on or if it's over. Uh, but 
uh, it just makes you wonder, like hearing that and then thinking about the 20 and backs and what I know of the 20 backs. Oh, man, which is- I have to tell you something about the 20 and backs. Since you mentioned that, I've had recently had a guest who claims he is from a high level Illuminati family who kind of broke away. And he uh, says that people who claim to be in these programs are really in just these MK Ultra mind control programs where they're subjected to this false reality or simulation that actually has them believing that they're going and spending this much time in these realms when it's really just some messed up government project. What do you think about Dude, that? I think oh, I believe it all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that I mean, that's very plausible to me, right? Yeah, yeah. And 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 it's really like if you think about it, which one's worse? I don't freaking know. Yeah, like, you're right. You know, because it, it's just it, as real, right? Oh yeah. And, and MK ultra man, like that is something that, so you still come across these normies out there that don't look at anything and they think that, cons- that, that, that's just a conspiracy theory. And then you're like, no, it's not a conspiracy theory. That's why our government apologized for it. And they're like, when that happens, like, okay, I don't got time to, to work backwards with you here. Uh, but like the idea is that people who there's like levels to that, right? So there's there's these people who are like, yeah, MK Ultra existed, but the government shut it down. I'm like, come on, really? You think the government is just going to shut down a program that has been in operation for decades uh, just because you know they found it to be unethical? They do unethical things all the time. We're in the middle of an. It just changed to a hundred different names over the years. Exactly, they just changed the face of it, and so uh, I think that I think MK Ultra very well could be. Uh, something that a lot of people are dealing with when it comes to the 20 and back. And, and there's a lot of stuff, but there, there's a, there's a guy, um, Walter Bosley. He, uh, he, his dad uh, has this mem. I think it was his dad has this memory of being involved with uh, the, the uh, area 51 crash. I believe that's what it was, but like he came to, to understanding that he believes his dad was uh, part of the MK Ultra program and was meant was made to believe that he was there so he could have those memories. Dude, what better way to push like a false alien narrative than to have this whole secret space background all from people who've been suggested to these false memories like alien abductions, things of that nature. Man, it makes you look at all that stuff in a totally different way. Oh, yeah, man. Like... I think that what's going on right now with the quote unquote disclosure, I don't, I don't believe it for a second, to be honest with you. Like, I think that there, there's certain truths in it. It's not like they're just coming out and just saying, yeah, this, that, and the other, and it's all lies. Uh, I think that there's a couple of things going on right now. I think one is that the, the reason why it's even coming out is it's because I think that uh, certain people put the government in a position where they had to start acknowledging the, 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 uh, the technology. And those people are doing that because they want, access to that technology for profitable gain. Uh, once that information becomes public and they can start utilizing it, they can make money on it. That's what a lot of stuff happens, how this, a lot of this stuff happens in my mind. It's all around the money. How, how can we make money off of it? Uh, but I do believe that these uh, videos that are being put forward by the military and they're saying things like uh, recently, just yesterday, I think it was, they came out with a drop talking about how like it, it seems like they're saying that some of this stuff was not man-made. Right, yeah. I, I, I think that they're lying. I think that they're lying. Do I think that there could be aliens? Yes. Do I think that there could be crafts that come through dimensions? Yes. Do I think the government 
is telling us that they have crafts that that originated from somewhere else that is true no i don't if if they if they if they are telling the truth it's not the whole truth because what they're trying to do in my mind is they're trying to paint this picture where here's what we know and we're giving you all of what we know they're not doing that they've pretty much admitted that but what i think is going on is uh these videos we're seeing even from back in the 90s i think what it is is it's our own technology yeah. that they're testing on our own pilots to see what the human interaction would be as an unsuspecting human that is a highly trained pilot for military because if they can study our own pilots how they react to these things coming up that they're not expecting they can then understand how foreign adversaries would also react when they introduce this technology to them so i think that basically our pilots have been guinea, guinea pigs with this whole thing um do i think that some of it could be authentic from another realm and stuff sure but i think that majority of this is our own doing to be honest and with you. unfortunately man i think it goes along with the mk ultra thing a lot i think a lot of people who have had abduction experiences or believe they have might have actually been subjected to some crazy clandestine group uh that's experimenting on them making them think that there's aliens there's been plenty of uh abductees that i've had on that say they'll you know kind of wake up realize something's going on and see not only a weird alien but uh a military official standing there trying to mess with them too so it goes deep yeah it goes real deep it's it's a lot of this stuff i mean you have these different topics we're talking about the 20 and back the mk ultra uh and what's a common thing with a lot of those though even sra victims yeah. fragmented realities or fragmented fragmented uh fragmented memories um a lot of people have these memories that seem to be suppressed and they come back over time well we know that the CIA would go to satanic covens to learn how to perform uh, these kind of tactics. They learned it from the, the, the Satanists. Yeah. They learned how to, because the Satanists are doing SRA and it's it, the, the techniques are almost identical and so are the results. So uh, I, I think that, you know, it's a very, it's a very real possibility that a lot of this stuff is connected uh, and, and like I said, man, with a lot of the stuff that I do and a lot of stuff that I talk about, I am very, very open to being wrong. I'm not interested in being right. I'm just interested in having fun with life, pursuing paths and seeing what happens. You know, like yeah. it's just, it is what it, like I always use the example of this, like, so I'm not a flat earther. And, um, I always tell people if tomorrow I wake up and somebody tells me that the flat, the earth is flat and they proves me it's freak, it's freaking flat. Like, I just think I'm going to still come into the studio and record a podcast. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't think it's going to change how I live my life. I still got to figure out how to, to exchange my currency into something that's not dying, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. So, you know. Yeah, man. Now, uh, along the same kind of high strangeness lines as aliens and entities in different realms, you've done a lot of shows regarding portals and people who have had interactions or uh, seen portals. Give us some of your some of the best portal stories you've had. Uh, you know what? There's a lot of conjecture, I would say, when it comes to portals. Uh, people, so I think that a lot of times people. Uh, when they think portal and even visually, because when I put on the, when I make the show art for my show, you make them visual. So you, you, you make it the classical portal. Um, but I think that the portal situation is 
So we have situations like um, just a few weeks ago, I had a guy on the show. Uh, I called the episode, um, what I call it? The Oak Ridge Dogman Portals. I called it that. Uh, it, it's a loaded title, but basically this guy's story is he was out by Oak Ridge, which anybody who doesn't know, Oak Ridge is where they developed the nuclear bomb for World War II. And uh, it was it, Oak Ridge at one point, it, it was nicknamed the Secret City because for a long time, people didn't even know it existed. It was very hush-hush. Obviously, it had to be. Uh, but he was out there in that area and he was fishing. He was homeless. And so it was like late at night and he decided to just go fishing. Uh, and he sees lights in the sky, uh, a UFO in the sky. And he started realizing that the stars in the sky were moving. He said that the stars seemed like they were almost like uh, just kind of like hovering and shifting back and forth, like they were trying to stay steady. And uh, we, I think, I think he and I together came to this like conclusion that if it, not even a conclusion, just a theory, a, a thought that uh, could it be that. There's some kind of cloaking mechanism that a UFO could have where it projects stars underneath it to to cloak itself. And so you're seeing something that's trying that's kind of like just swaying a little bit because he said he would look at it real intently and you could actually see it moving just a little bit. Um, so that kind of starts off his night. And uh, it, this is a three day experience for him. So I'm, I'm going to you know summarize. But at one point he leaves there and he, he's basically trying to get away. Uh, he pulls into a parking lot uh, where he's going to be cashing his check the next day when the store opens up and he starts seeing these shapes in this tree line and uh, they were with these glowing shapes and uh, he believes that these glowing shapes were portals that uh, allowed these dogmen entities to come through uh, that he then later encountered. He did lay eyes on them. They at least one chased him down the highway and a trucker actually helped him out and and kind of pushed this dog man off the car. I know it sounds crazy. Listen to the guys tell the story. You decide. Uh, but the, the the what's interesting about this story is that uh, years ago I had episode one eighty eight. It was a it was a combination show where I had four different people on because they were like four four shorter interviews. And the one guy Jason, uh, he actually lives in this area because I live in the Oak Ridge area. Um, and Jason called me to tell me that when he was on my show, he told me a story about seeing an upright walking dog cross the road. And he said it was right in the area that this guy's describing. And so like there's there's that aspect that kind of gives some some credence. You know, you're, you're, you're kind of connecting dots and stuff. Um, but the, the, this idea of the portal, he believes that the, the dogmen were coming through that from another realm. And I, I agree with him in the sense that dogmen do come from other realms. Uh, and uh, th this portal kind of opened up and, and allowed this to happen. Now, the first time that I heard this happen uh, was my friend Shane Cashman from uh, the Inverted World podcast. He, it, It's a private podcast that is hosted on uh, TimCast.com, Tim Pool's platform. And uh, Shane, when they first launched the podcast, before I was friends with them, he... Um, he was on Tim's show. They were kind of like doing an episode where Shane's there to talk about whatever, but also to promote the new podcast they're doing. And it was during Halloween month. And it was actually the night that I was driving to Kentucky to hunt the dog man. That's what, that was our first film. We went hunting the dog man. And, um, 
Shane is in there and he's telling this story about how he was talking to a woman who went to a school of mystery. Now, schools of mystery are basically where people learn how to do witchcraft, perform spells uh, and open portals. And uh, she proceeds to tell Shane that in her one class, they were learning how to open portals and they opened a portal and an upright walking, an upright walking dog came through that portal. And he didn't call it a dog, man. He didn't call it a werewolf. But I'm driving to freaking Kentucky at four o'clock in the morning through the woods of Pennsylvania, hearing that a dog man came walking through a portal. I look in my back seat and I got a bunch, a bunch like 250 rounds of buckshot. And I'm thinking, I don't know if this is going to work, you know? And so uh, it, it was it was it was a, it was a really enlightening, eye opening experience. And, and that actually was the story, I would say that really set me off on this path of pursuing the other realms, the portals to get there and to, to get have things come through. And what are those things that are coming through? Um, there are other people who, who talk about uh, Dogman being a interdimensional entity, more metaphysical. Uh, and, and you know what? We have video to back that up. There is a video online right now of a guy, he's in Florida, uh, if anybody's now, nah, I don't know if people, I, I don't know how to, I don't know if people ever saw this video or not. Um, but he, he would basically, he was outside of his home and he saw this like werewolf entity, this werewolf thing outside. He freaks out. He goes on Facebook live. So he's not pre-recording this. He's on Facebook live recording live in person. I guess he posted the pictures on his Facebook. People were asking questions like what the heck. And so he went live on Facebook and on his, while he's live on Facebook, he goes outside. And he's pointing at this like light across the yard, I guess, of where he saw this thing. And on Facebook Live, this thing runs by, and it was absolutely huge. And parts of it, not all of it, but parts of it, was translucent. You could see through parts of it. And so it was a it, it was a giant wolf dog thing on hind legs, very fast running underneath this light he caught on facebook live and for the rest of the, like the video which is like 30 40 minutes is him freaking out and answering people's questions that saw it live with him and wow. so like it, there, there's that and then we have these stories of these things coming through portals from other realms and then we have the story of for, that we started this podcast with where uh, I have somebody saying that, yes, these things are from other realms and they do go back and forth. I've talked to people who are in charge of opening and closing portals. So like this, I, it, it, this idea of portals, I know, like I, I believe that for a very long time, there were there have been people in this world who have a lot of power, who operate in the shadows, who know this stuff is real and know this exists. And they set things in place to allow theater, Hollywood, Put things out there to make the mass consciousness believe that this stuff isn't real. It is fake. So when people like me come out and say this stuff is real, I'm just a crazy guy who thinks that, you know, unicorns exist. And uh, well, maybe they do, but <laughs> you never know. Uh, but like, it, it's just it, it's a shame in that sense. But I've accepted my fate with that stuff. I understand people are going to say that about me. And and it, it, even though, yeah, it bothers me because I I. I don't think I'm crazy, but the crazy guy always says that. Uh, but like, I, I just, I'm, I'm accepting that because of just my deep understanding of what, where I've been with these stories. 
Um, and I'm hoping to be able to relay that and convey that to the world with a new podcast because it's it's just it's amazing to me. I'm I'm still trying to figure out a name on it too. Uh, me and my wife, my wife is very much involved in the, the process of building this show, and her and I just keep butting heads on the store or on the podcast title. Like I got this story or this t- title, and and I'm like, this is amazing, and she's like, no, it sucks. I'm like, you're wrong, and we're just going back and forth. It, but you know, it is what it is. I mean, but. Ultimately, the, the the show is going to be really, I I hope, eye opening for people. It's it's definitely going to be entertaining, but I really hope it, it it challenges people on questioning what is real and what is reality. And that's even the Christian community people, like the people I come from. Uh, like I can tell you, I've come away from so far at least with these stories, and it hasn't. It, it's been challenging mentally, but I haven't wavered on my personal faith. And so I'm hoping that no matter whose faith, no, no matter who comes to the table with this, this this story I present and where they're coming from in life and what faith they have, I'm hoping it doesn't um, shatter their faith in a sense. Because because let me put it this way, because I, I don't believe that all truth is 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 true. Like I think that there are certain truths that are more that are true. Um, but I understand that there are people that have such deep faith in things, and if you shatter that it could push them over a dark edge. And and I don't want that to happen for people. Uh, I, I want this to be something that they, they enjoy. It's enlightening. It's entertaining. And it makes them think. And that's my biggest thing that I've always been on with my show. I just want my audience to think for themselves. We live in a world where that's not the case. We've been conditioned to just believe and 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 think what we're told to think by the mainstream media. And here I am, Mr. Podcast Paranormal Guy. And I'm and for five years I've been talking to my audience, be like, listen, here's a story. Now, when it's done, you think for yourself and you decide what you want to believe. And and it, it's it's just a it's just a, a simple thought project, you know. And I'm hoping that the audience can kind of take that mentality and concept when it comes to this new podcast and not 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 do something crazy <laughs> yeah man so. i love it dude i can't wait for this to come out uh but i have to go back to something you kind of glazed over people in charge of opening portals talk about that who's in charge of opening portals so uh one i think and i don't know what the correct terminology is all i know is when you're at a school of mystery, you're learning all these things. So when you're, when you're done at the school of mystery, uh, if you're in a class that you're learning how to open portals, it's, it's like a qualifying thing for you. That's what you do. Uh, and, and I, if anybody out there listening right now has experience in a school of mystery, please, I've been looking for you all my life. I'd need to talk to you. Um, but, uh, for instance, so like, so going back to the terminology, I don't know what you call somebody who's in a school of mystery. I, by default, say witches. Uh, I don't know if that's an accurate, I'm sure witches are there, but I, I just, I, I, I really believe this stuff is so complex that I don't want, I, I, I sometimes feel very uncomfortable giving generic terminology to things that I don't quite understand. Um, but uh, I, that said, the author of the book is a witch and she, her job is to close portals. She refrained from telling me opening portals. I think she opens, that's my personal opinion. I think she opens portals and she didn't want me to know that and didn't want to tell me that for whatever reason. But she did specifically tell me her job was to close portals where things are coming in and out. 
Well, if you're closing so, them, you probably know how to open them too. Out of I'm saying, I know it's conjecture. I like, listen, I try to cover all my bases. Listen, I'm not saying she didn't say this, but I, this is what I think. And I yeah. don't think too far of a stretch, you know? So, uh, but yeah, so she, she, uh, she, she's actually the first person I ever talked to that, that themselves claim that they do these things. And, um, and that was really exciting. That was really exciting. So, yeah, yeah. uh, I'm really listen, man, like it's been uh, a very um, progressive uh, evolutionary process for me with all this stuff. I mean, when I first started the podcast, I was coming from the Bigfoot thought process. I was just like, what's Bigfoot, you know? And then I decided to start this paranormal show where I'm like, let's just talk about everything. And throughout the process of the last five years, I've been learning from the people who share stories with me. And so it's been a very um, fluent kind of thing for me. And to get to this point where now, like the portals, alternate dimensions, uh, alternate realities, if you want to call it the upside down from Stranger Things, I don't think you're far off. Right. Uh, like like that stuff is what I'm, I'm, I'm sinking my teeth in right now. Five years from now, it might be something totally different. Now, has Bigfoot had any major evolution for you? I've heard some pretty crazy stories lately about like psychic Bigfoot, Bigfoot sending messages, Bigfoot making effigies and building what looks like effigies of people that they're interacting with, gifting, uh, dog man and Bigfoot hanging out and speaking psychically. I mean, I've heard some crazy shit about Bigfoot. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, no, Bigfoot, it, like everything you said, except for the effigies, that's a, that's a new one for me. But um, uh, I... When I started the whole Bigfoot thing, so the way it started for me was this. I, I was driving tractor trailer and the one morning I was sitting in my apartment waiting to go to work and I was watching Monster Quest on the History Channel and they were doing Bigfoot crap. And I was like, oh man, I'm digging this. Like This reminds me when I was a kid, I was into the Bigfoot Loch Ness Monster. Me and my friends were like, oh, we're going to go find the Loch Ness Monster one day. And um, I, I was like, I wonder if there's a radio show that talks about this stuff and that's how i stumbled across west germer sasquatch chronicles and uh so i started listening to that stuff and learning and i at that point i was just like okay so there's more than one of these things because that's a common thing that people who don't really look into the topic they're like wait you're saying there's more than the one that they said was in 1967 yeah there's a lot more uh and and i've just approached it as a very physical thing it's a creature out there um the biggest thing for me, and I still, if you just go with it's a physical creature, uh, the biggest thing that is still a stumbling block on that thing for me is it doesn't make sense that we can't even get a photo of it. Like, like it just doesn't. I mean, we got that one in 67 and we have we have other ones like we, I, there are pictures out there that I believe are real Bigfoot and some of them are very clear, um, but it, it's still it's so elusive yet so gigantic it, it like it, it like it would i guess we could qualify it as probably the largest animal we have in north america and we can't keep up with it we can't find it anywhere i mean like it, it doesn't seem to make that much sense to me uh and you can play you know the population game and, and all that stuff and, and, I, and i understand that but um that that kind of transition for me then where i went from thinking of that and i'm like okay so as somebody who is a Christian, is there anything in the Bible that talks about this kind of stuff? And I looked around and I really didn't find a whole lot uh, that, that really I could really find and really be like, oh, well, this is something until I stumbled across the topic of the Nephilim. And I started looking into the Nephilim 
And I was like, oh, so what if fallen angels didn't just bang human chicks? But what if they they if their if their purpose according to the book of Enoch was to disrupt all of God's creation, plants, animals, humans, all of it. And and that was the goal. Well, what would stop a, a fallen angel from procreating with a with an animal? And that was something that I started thinking about, you know, and I I, I still think about that sometimes, you know, and, and could this be a remnant of a Nephilim type? Uh, but then that I, I really sat on that for a long time. And then, you know, recently with my uh, newer revelations of alternate realms, I, I, I do think that there is that that would explain a lot of the paranormal angle of it, uh, because I with the Nephilim angle, I thought because. So in Enoch, it talks about how uh, the fallen angel, I think it was Azazel actually, um, taught humans sorcery, you know, magic. And I was like, well, if they taught humans how to do that, maybe what, what if like, so like if, you're, if your dad is a fallen angel, do you get some of that DNA? Do you get to have that, some of that abilities that your dad has, you know, like, like, uh, and not, and, and maybe not all of them have that ability, you know? And, and so how do you, how do you, weigh that out and the way i look at it is i got a twin brother and sister my twin brother he's darker than me during the summertime he gets dark, he extra extra crispy and my sister his his twin sister she has light brown hair she just looks like a white chick and they're twins and so it's just d- different dna so i was like well what if what if not all bigfoot have the same abilities because they're their creators and didn't pass off certain dnas and stuff uh, so that that was a paranormal angle of me trying to explain how it seems paranormal. Like you, you're following these tracks in the middle of a field, and all of a sudden they're just gone. And it's like, well, wh- where could this thing go? You know. Um, yeah. But then with the portal realm, holy crap! Now we're talking about could they just be going through portals into their other dimensions and realities? And we have uh, what's his name? I always get the name wrong. I don't think it's it's not Edward Monet. Um, uh, I forget. Maybe it is, but one of these physicists. Uh, on Chelsea Handler years ago, they they asked him, they're like, uh, so what do you think of Stranger Things? And he kind of laughed. And he's like, actually, we do dabble in parallel universes. And like, they all just kind of like crap their pants. And so I always kind of go back to that on my on my personal reality checks, you know, because I'm just like, all right, if I'm crazy, then this guy is crazy too. You know? <laughs> so, right. And maybe he is, or maybe he's lying to make me crazy. Who knows? It's a big mental like gymnastics you got to jump through when you're doing this kind of stuff and you never know who really is lying to you and who's really telling you the truth like it's just and you kind of just come to this state of existence where you're just like yeah this is my lane in life uh and you 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 learn to trust your wife the most but even her maybe she's part of the cia i don't freaking know (laughs) you you just you really have trust issues when you do this stuff yeah dude you do but man i I love the time we're living in everybody's questioning right now there's like this mass awakening of people questioning everything so i think it's it's a really fun time to say the least uh for discoveries and weird high weird shit uh you mentioned your first movie movie about dog men earlier tell us a little bit about that and what you got going for your second film yeah so it was expedition dog man right now it's unavailable anywhere in the world because it was on youtube we put it on youtube on march 25th this year and in two months it got almost two hundred thousand views 
and we took it off and we're in the process of putting it on a uh, through a distributor nice. and they're going to put it out to Apple or I don't know if they're going to put it out to Apple I don't remember but like Amazon Roku over 100 different platforms worldwide uh will have the opportunity so what it is the way it works is these platforms like say Roku they see that my film is on a list of show or films that they can have uh, and they have to choose to purchase it for their platform. So just because it's going out to 100 doesn't mean it's going to be on 100. Um, but it's a really good film. It's a fantastic film. And uh, it, it to put it in perspective for people, I put my team together by accident. Uh, what happened is I had episode 335. It was Dog versus Dog Man. That was the title of the show. And Kyle came on, told this dramatic story of how he was hunting raccoons one night when he was 15 got attacked by a dog man only to be saved by his hunting dog. And uh, it was so dramatic. And just like randomly, I don't ask people this question a lot, but I said, if I came down to Kentucky, would you show me where this happened? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, you know, like that, that's that I'm going, uh, that's it. You know, I, I want to go and see where this happened. And um, so I, I go down there, but I had to put a team together. Cause he's like, listen, man, if you're going to come down here, you got to put an army together. Well, I didn't put an army together. I put a film crew together and uh, I just pulled people together that kind of came across my path. And uh, it, a lot of it was by accident, but it turns out that uh, I have a film. I have a, a guy who shoots the video. He used to uh, film for Glenn Beck at the Blaze. I have another guy who has done Discovery Channel work. I have another guy who uh, Joel is a fantastic musician and, and we're our films, all our films moving forward are going to have their own soundtracks to them. So uh, he he's doing all that. Um, and I also have a guy uh, that has 30 years experience in the film industry. He's been on Broadway. He's been in Hollywood. He's dated Oscar winners. Uh, he's my producer. And all these guys have one thing in common. We're all Christians and they want to work with me because I'm a Christian. I'm like, that's that's pretty dope. Like, let's go. And so we we, we go down there and we shoot this film. And even though I had no direction, I just said, guys, I'm going to fund this project. We're just going to go down there. We're going to see what happens. The film came out amazing because Christian is a, an amazing director. And um, so going into, so so we went out there, we hunted the dog, man. We didn't see a dog, man, but we had a lot of bizarre stuff happen, like giant trees swaying back and forth right in front of my team, freaked them out. Um, but that that film was a hit. And so that, that's going to be distributed worldwide soon. Uh, the second film is... We, we decided to go with the uh, the angle of Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, we can't go on Skinwalker Ranch, privately owned. Uh, we found out that Skinwalker, the name Skinwalker Ranch is trademarked and we can't use it in our film. Uh, and theoretically, which we don't think legally you can really hold a candle to, but theoretically, the, the term Skinwalker has been trademarked by them as well. So like I, I avoided using Skinwalker as much as possible when we were interviewing people out there, if they said it, they said it. But uh, what we did is we went with the angle of uh, shapeshifter because that's what a skinwalker is. And we, instead of saying skinwalker ranch, we said the Sherman ranch, which is the original owners of the ranch back in the 90s. And uh, we went out there to uh, show basically our angle is this. We had access to a property that butted up against Skinwalker Ranch. Like I, I remember the one night we hiked way out into the property and we came up to a barbed wire fence out in the middle of a field and it was literally the boundary between the two the properties. And I was like, this is freaking cool. Like I'm right there, man. And we had already had crazy things happening in the sky the night before. We found uh, tracks, shape-shifting tracks, uh, it, crazy stuff. And um so we're out there and, and our whole angle was to show the world 
that it's not Skinwalker Ranch that is special. It's the entire area. And the only reason why Skinwalker Ranch is special is because the Shermans bought it back in the 90s and they were the first white people to own a piece of, of land that was uh, technically wasn't supposed to be sold because it was part of the reservation. And so when they go and move on to this property and all this bizarre stuff's happening, they're like, holy crap, our ranch is haunted. And the natives are like, nah, bro, like that happens everywhere around here. But it became a name, you know, a name brand. Uh, yeah. So we, we went out there with that intent to show people that it's the whole area. Uh, what we found, though, is that it is the whole area and much more. Um, we are going to have uh, whistleblower interviews on this film. Uh, I still have to go out to, I think, Vegas. They're sending me out to Vegas to do some interviews with a, a whistleblower out there and San Diego. Um, and it seems to me like we we actually had an interview. We actually discussed uh, with a, a a DOD guy and his time that he spent on the ranch. Uh, we were When we were out there, we were talking with him and he has his own thoughts and opinions, but he really feels like... Um, He's come to the understanding, and we and we agree with him to a certain extent that uh, we believe the government is doing uh, secret things there, and that that twenty two million dollars that that was supposedly going out, like they never saw it, and we think that they went to a secret program that uh, the government is using at that location on purpose because. Uh, it's a perfect cover story with what they're doing. So what the government's doing, the experiments they're doing, we believe uh, would be perceived as paranormal. So they went to a place that has uh, has a heavy um, uh, uh, history of being rumored to be paranormal as the blanket so that anything that gets seen can just be chalked up as, oh, that's Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, of course. Boom. And so um, I'll tell you this, that's just a piece of the pie. This film is so big that uh, it's going to bend people's minds in half. Uh, you're, it, you, when, you, when you sit down to watch this film, you're going to have your own opinions on Skinwalker Ranch, whether it's from er, er, uh, ignorance where you just don't know anything about it to I know what Skinwalker Ranch is all about. And you're going to sit down, you're going to watch this film, and you're going to walk away questioning everything you thought about Skinwalker Ranch. And it doesn't matter what perspective, because we have so many things going on. We have uh, bizarre magnetic anomalies happening underground that we experienced we have, we have real skinwalker situations that we experienced. Uh, we're talking that there, even the giants, the Nephilim giants play a role in this whole thing. Like it, there's, it's so complex. Uh, and what we're doing is we're going to present these different avenues of thinking um, in, in clusters. And we're going to all, we're just going to bring you into this film. And at the end of it, you're going to be like, I don't know. What the heck? Man, do you think that's an area that just has this more thinned uh, veil uh, to where you can interact e more easily with these other realms that we were talking about earlier? Yeah, I think that that this area could be that. Uh, I think that there are a lot of areas. Not, I don't want to say a lot. I think there are are multiple areas throughout the world that are like that. Um, I will tell you this: the 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 story we were talking about in the beginning. It's it, it it happened in in a certain state. I had a a former guest before I heard ever heard that story. A former guest told me his story that aligns with this story. It happened in the same state, and then the guy who contacted me last week happened in the same state. But the guy the guy who saw the little girl and and it realized that black substance was blood. 
he's in British Columbia. So it's not it's not restricted to specific spots, but that's why I do believe and agree with you where I think that there are locations throughout the world that have a, a thinner veil where these entities, it's like a doorway, like like you have a house and you have three doorways on it, you know, uh, that these are doorways that these entities know are there. And that's where they use that. that those are the doors they use to come in and out of this world. Um, but at any point in time, Sally, the witch down the street could open up, just take a hammer and smash it through a wall, open up a portal. And be like, here's another doorway for you to come through, guys. Come on in. Don't worry. I'll use some spackle and fix it later. You know, so damn it, Sally. It, I know it's <laughs> it, it's crazy, man. It's really crazy. Um, and I, I'm just I'm really I'm learning how to think better, too. Like I'm learning how to really think outside the box and just and, and when I go into a situation, just forget everything I know. Just take it in for what it is and and try to to piece it out. You know, uh, it, it's it's been fun, though. Lots I love of fun. it, man. Going deep, going super deep. I can't wait for that one either. Uh, to close out, you've also got a coloring book coming out. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, so I'm really excited about this. Uh, I I know I'm, I'm Mr. Paranormal guy, but I um I have I have this uh I have this deep desire to be an impactful person in this world. Uh, I I just I think there are certain people. I think a lot of people who do podcasting things like that have that same desire. That's why we do what we do. We want to be a, a, a vessel of enlightenment for other people. Uh, and for me, I, I look around the world feeling the way I feel about wanting to impact people's lives in a positive way. And I see what's happening in, in, the, in the mainstream media, in the industries, the entertainment industry, Hollywood, Disney. And it doesn't seem... I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And it's starting to turn into something where I don't feel safe letting my kids uh, enjoy the the venues of entertainment that I used to when I was sure, a kid. Sure, right. And and I just thought, you know what, Merkel Media, it's not Merkel Paranormal Media. It's just Merkel Media. Let's start seeing what we can do here. So we are piggybacking off the paranormal for this coloring book, uh, and to just to get the ball rolling, it is called a uh, Crypto Color, a cryptozoology coloring book for kids. And, uh, it is just, I have an artist that, that, that it's all done already. I just got to get it basically sent out to the printer. Um, it is, it is absolutely phenomenal. It, it was designed for kids. Uh, I, I don't know an age range. I, I showed it to my son and he said he would color it. So I guess four-year-old, <laughs> but, um, it, it's, it's like very professional artwork. Uh, I, I try to do the best I can. And if I can't, then somebody else can. And that's the case with this. Uh, Matt Kinder, uh, he is the illustrator. And if this coloring book goes the way I think it can, because I have a big audience for a paranormal, and I'm going to come out with this for the uh, the holiday season. And when I do, if it goes well, we're going to just take the income that we made from that, and we're going to put it in the next project, which is taking these these characters in the coloring book and turn them into a story and make a story a kid storybook and keep building. And what we'd like to do is turn these characters into an actual kid's cartoon uh, and and just no agendas, nothing, just just fun things for kids. Oh my God, entertainment day. without agendas? Are you crazy I these days? I know. I, I, like, I, I feel like I'm an old man saying that, but <laughs> uh, I, I just, I, listen, man, like I, I love my kids so much and, and you know, I, I just, I want to, I want to leave the world better for them. And right now, I think we're all doing a pretty crappy job of that. So, 
you know, I, I got the idea from uh, Tim Pool, who has his stuff going, and he's like, I want to create culture. I'm like, you know what? I want to create culture too. Let's do this. You know, like it's not a competition. It's coming alongside of you and and doing similar things because in this world, there can't be too many people. You can't have too many people who have the same agenda, which is let's just create good stuff for people that isn't going to try to push an agenda and brainwash them and groom them. Hey, we need a counterculture creation to all the poisonous crap that the mainstream's trying to give us. So I love it, dude. Fantastic stuff. Uh, before you head out, let everyone know where they can find your website, where they can get all your stuff easiest in one place. Uh, anything else you got going on? Yeah. So, all right. The podcast is The Confessionals. You can find it on any podcast playing app. Uh, we are on YouTube, but I rarely upload to YouTube. I just don't have the time. Uh, so The Confessionals podcast is the main gig. It's stories, people coming forward and sharing their paranormal experiences, anything from cryptids to abductions to hauntings, all that stuff. Uh, and then we have Merkle Media, which is my media company. And that's starting slowly, but it's starting to become a hub where uh, if you go to Merkle.media, not .com, it's just Merkle.media, uh, you go there and uh, we have the the shows listed that we're associated with, like uh, Charlie Robinson, Macroaggressions. He is one of our shows. I've been producing it, that show from the beginning. Um, and then you see the films that we have there and any other podcast we're going to be coming out with. The book will be listed there. Everything will be listed on Merkle.media. So yeah, The Confessionals is my gig, the paranormal podcast, but the overall umbrella is Merkle Media. And you want to go to Merkle.media for any of that information. Awesome, man. Well, we'll definitely have to have you back on in the near future. You got so much stuff going on I'd love to talk about. I appreciate it, man. Awesome. Until next time, have an excellent evening, everyone. We'll talk again tomorrow. See y'all then. Do you want to learn how to remote view? Now is your chance. The International Remote Viewing Association is offering eight weeks of remote viewing classes instructed by my friend Michelle Freed. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity starting Saturday, September 3rd, 10 a.m. Pacific. The course is only $150, and for members of the IRVA, it's only $110. Just visit irva.org events slash registration to sign up now.